0: Section Eleven: The Roosevelt-Rondon Scientific Expedition and the Telegraph Line Commission. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Butros. The Roosevelt Rondon Scientific Expedition and the Telegraph Line Commission by Candido Mariano da Silva Rondon Translation by Richard George Reedy and Edwin Douglas Murray Second Lecture, Part 5 Let us return, however, to our 26th camp installed at a pontal of the confluence of the river Capiteo Cardoso and the Roosevelt, two unforeseen events obliged us to pass the seventh of april there one was the appearance of the assassin of sergeant paxeo and the other the discovery of a new fall which appeared in such low land the aneroid registered a corresponding pressure of seven five four point nine millibars and caused admiration in finding it there The canoe in which Lieutenant Lira and I were travelling was ahead of the party running at a good speed. We were still two leagues distant from the spot in which we afterwards discovered the mouth of the Capiteo Cardoso, when suddenly we heard the voice of someone who from land exclaimed, "'Tenente! Lieutenant!' Very much surprised, we could not at once realize who was calling." neither were we thinking of the criminal because we all accepted the hypothesis that he had taken the resolution to return up-river walking by the bank until he discovered the tracks of the navetes by which he could easily arrive at the telegraph station of Jose bonifacio Nevertheless, it was he who was there, having climbed on to the branches of a tree hanging over the river, imploring for mercy and asking us to receive him on board. We did not attend to him immediately, we had first to communicate to Mr. Roosevelt that it was our duty to take that man into our canoe in order to deliver him over to the law courts of the country, and this is what we told him once we found ourselves altogether at the spot where we had fixed our new camp. Mr. Roosevelt said that he and his companions in the canoe were as much amazed as we were, with regard to taking the criminal into our canoe he replied that there was nothing else for him to do than to conform to same seeing that i wished to comply with what i said was the duty of a brazilian officer and of a man but that were it not for this fact no other consideration would make him decide if it depended on him to reincorporate into the expedition an individual who had excluded himself from same by his wicked instinct besides the clamorous injustice which would be imposed on the other members of the expedition by increasing their work and the risks of suffering hunger for the purpose of saving the existence of a man who had revealed himself so unworthy of living in our society We waited for the rest of the afternoon and the night of the sixth, so that the unfortunate wretch should reach us in the camp. As this did not take place, on the following day I sent the canoe-man Luis Correa and Antonio Parisi overland upstream to look for him. On this mission the two men spent the whole day, and came back at night with the news that they had not found him although the shouts of the men calling him the firing of arms and the smoke from the camp were sufficient signs to assist anyone who might have been lost in the woods to direct themselves within a circle with a radius of many kilometers to take the greatest advantage possible of the stoppage which had been imposed upon us lieutenant lira and i occupied ourselves with the measurement of the rivers and the necessary astronomical observations for the calculation of the geographical coordinates of our position whilst antonio correa and another canoe-man went to explore the waterfall, with the intention of discovering the channels by which they could descend the canoes on the next day. The latter was done first on the right bank, with a negative result, because the river, after dividing itself into several channels through the rock, ended by taking a huge leap, bigger than any of those which we had met up to the present." The two canoe-men therefore crossed over to the left bank, where they were more fortunate. A channel permitted the passage of the canoes unloaded, but the rapids prolonged themselves to a great extension, spotted with small islands here and there, which forced the river to widen its bed, and at the same time to take a westerly southwest course, deviating it from a hill existing on the north side on the following day courageously struggling against the difficulties caused by the waterfall which received the name of sete de abril and others further on we did not succeed in advancing more than six point six five five metres in spite of having worked from eight a m until close upon four o'clock in the afternoon we stopped at the edge of another waterfall and to the camp established there we gave the name of piranhas in remembrance of a few of these fish caught by lieutenant lira from this camp we descended on the following day the ninth of april four point five seven five meters crossing two waterfalls which obliged our valiant workmen to carry the baggage over two extremely bad roads the first seven hundred meters, and the second four hundred meters in length. These men already presented the appearance of having their constitutions worn out by the excess of work which they had had during forty-two days incessantly in a terrible struggle against the formidable resistance of the wild nature of the backwoods, and the rivers full of obstacles capable of rendering navigation difficult in the extreme nevertheless no sign of moral depression was manifested in them and nothing could make us foresee the possibility of their losing determination to face and conquer new obstacles and resist the shocks of the greatest misadventures and sufferings of the three following days we spent one the second in the twenty ninth camp awaiting the return of the party sent to our previous camp in search of the dog named treguero belonging to mr kermit and which we had forgotten to embark in the canoes and on the last day we installed our new camp number thirty which we called do piexe during the two days in which we navigated we had made a run of eight point two five zero meters by itself sufficiently eloquent to give an idea of the enormous obstacles which we had to overcome on the following morning the thirteenth of april after having crossed a dangerous rapid where we lost two oars of the ferry we came into a stretch which was favorable to navigation, as the river had commenced to show a tendency to enclose its water in a regular bed, which from the Sete de Abril fall came dispersed through innumerous channels, some smooth and others full of boulders. Thus we managed to advance. 13.400 meters, when we saw that the marginal vegetation was recovering its aspect of an Amazon forest severed by the low rocky ground of the Cachoeira des Paranas. We departed from our 31st camp on the morning of the 13th of April, a date which served us to designate a new tributary on the left bank of the Roosevelt at a distance of 252.475 metres from Paso da and we proceeded on our march until we had completed on that day a run of 31.350 metres, at the end of which we encamped. On the 15th, as Mr. Roosevelt's ailments had become more serious, for his right leg showed signs of erysipelas, we were only able to recommence our work at 8 a.m. We passed by a range of hills existing on the left bank, to which we gave the name of Serra da Cigana, citing afterwards on the same bank a wooden mark with the initials J.A. Burnt in Same on examining this place we discovered another mark similar to the above on the opposite bank this was the first sign of civilization which was found on this river by the members of the expedition who had left from the telegraph line commission's bridge on the twenty-seventh of february and had since that date travelled two seven zero point two zero zero meters across entirely unknown and deserted regions nevertheless those marks did not express the importance of the knowledge which they revealed to exist among civilized people regarding their stay there because there still remained to be ascertained whether the lands thus marked belonged to some proprietor who had made a regular survey of same or whether they were simply occupied by energetic rubber tappers who had pushed into the wilderness and there established themselves on their own initiative without any dependence or connection with the public authorities and practically isolated from the rest of the world proceeding on our voyage we discovered at two point six zero zero meters from these marks a large well-built ranch having at the side of it another smaller one destined for the work of smoking the latex of the rubber tree the proprietor, Joaquim Antonio, whose name corresponds to the initials of the marks, was absent, probably for a short space of time, in view of the fact that there existed in the interior of the ranch many domestic utensils and a great quantity of foodstuffs. We there left our names and the indication of the place whence we had come, and continued to descend the river. Having gone another 3.600 meters, we found a small canoe manned by an old nigger, who, as soon as he saw the flotilla, maneuvered his craft in such a way as to gain refuge on land. Seeing this, I got up in my canoe and, waving my cap, shouted to him. It was only then that he realized that there was no reason for flight, and without fear he came up to us. He explained to us that he had become frightened because it was quite impossible for him to expect the arrival of civilized people descending the river from its source. The same surprise would be felt by other dwellers that we were to meet below his house, in order to avoid them the fright of supposing that we were Indians— we were to advise them of our proximity by three shots from our guns combined with the sound produced from a bamboo bucina which he gave us on inviting us to visit his house the old man said that his name was raimondo jose marquez a native of the state of maranjayo i introduced him to mr roosevelt who had not got out of the canoe on account of his ailments On this occasion, having made allusion to our guest as ex-president, old Raimondo asked me in the most astonished manner, "'But is he really a president?' I explained to him that he was not a president now, but that he had been. "'Ah!' said the old man, "'he who has once been a king has always the right of majesty.' mr roosevelt hearing this comment manifested great admiration at seeing so much wit and courtesy in a man who lived interned in the wilderness away from the culture of the great populous centres and assured us that the matuto of the united states under equal conditions would be quite incapable of manifesting himself with the grace and intelligence of this certainejo. We took leave of the old Maddenhance and continued navigation downstream. We passed by another rubber-tapper's hut, whose proprietor was absent, and came up to another one belonging to a man called Honorato, situated at 11.450 meters away from Raimondo's. In all, we had made on that day a run of 24.800 meters, Following the advice of old Raimondo, we fired off the shots of our rifle, and blew our Tequara Businas immediately we saw that we were in the neighborhood of the new hut. Unfortunately, this precaution did not have the desired effect. Honorato's wife no sooner saw the canoes than she immediately began to run, terribly frightened along the bank of the river, carrying a child in her arms. The road by which she fled was cut at some distance by an igarape stream. In the anxiety of saving herself from the imaginary danger, the poor woman threw herself down into it. She succeeded in getting up with her clothes drenched and continued her wild race until she arrived at the house of a neighbor, where she fainted. The other family was also taken with panic. Fortunately, Honorato was there, and with him three more men. They all armed themselves, took a canoe, and came upstream fully prepared for a fight. We were in the terrace of the abandoned house, where we had lit a fire for our cooking. At a certain distance, Honorato and his companions could see us, and they recognized then that we were not the Indians. They came to meet us, and were much surprised that we had arrived covering a completely unknown route to the dwellers of the river. We then had a friendly chat. We learned that this river was the western branch of the Arapuana. Its dwellers gave it the name of Castanha, and they had established themselves there in common accord, each working for his own account and profit in case any of them required assistance they all got together to render same in the distribution of the lands they followed the rule of the new occupant going up river in a canoe for a space of time corresponding to two hours navigation from the last hut at the point attained they sank marks identical to those we had met and described above and from that moment onwards the lands thus marked were considered and respected as the legitimate property of the person whose name corresponded to the initials therein carved they all recognized that the lands belong to the government but do not consider that this may in any way upset the right of possession resulting from the fact of occupation with regard to the indigenous dwellers, of which we had not found any signs after passing the Paxeo waterfall, the rubber tappers informed us that at long intervals they had news of the appearance of some, now at one place and then at another. Some time ago they appeared and were welcomed with some shot from the guns from a hut a little above Honorato's property the reprisal was not long in coming and the consequence was that the owner of that hut a caboclo named manuel viera fell wounded by their arrows after this no other of such gravity had occurred but the rubber tappers did not deceive themselves with regard to the tranquillity which they were enjoying for they knew that they would forcibly have to enter into a conflict with the original owners of those lands of which they could not become possessors without a struggle The panic caused by our arrival clearly shows the degree of nervous tension in which those people live, constantly tormented by the expectation of seeing the warlike Indians springing forth from the wilderness. Honorato's wife told us afterwards that she not only distinctly saw the canoes in which we came full of Indians, but also whilst running heard their terrible yells and felt herself pursued by them and this hallucination made her suffer so much that at night-time she had an attack of fever which was abased by dr Cajaziera. from honorato's branch downstream we met successively other rubber tappers establishments and even a store where we bought a few goods the prices we paid were fifteen mil reis for five kilos of rice twelve mil five hundred rays for five kilos of sugar and seventeen mil five hundred rays for two kilos of tobacco and a fowl cost us ten mil rays navigation continued comparatively easy at least for those who had experienced the difficulties of the previous stretch so it was that in five days between the sixteenth and twentieth of april we were able to run one eight five point four zero zero meters in spite of the fact that we had crossed a few rapids the most important of which was the one known by the name of panellas on this course we noted a great number of igarapes from one and the other bank of the roosevelt and an important tributary the rio branco the mouth of which is to be found on the left bank at three hundred and sixty eight thousand two hundred and seventy five metres from paso de linja telegrafica with regard to the nature of the soil characterized by the rocks therein contained we found at the first mark that is to say Joaquim antonio's property porphyrite and orthos to which followed Quartzo biotite which reached as far as the rio branco and thence downwards outcrops of ortho gneiss the width of the river attained three hundred and ten meters on the twenty first we left mr benevenuto's store and passed by the old baraca do bagasso a place close to the parallel eight degrees forty eight minutes through which ran the boundary line of the states of Mato Grosso and Amazonas, ideally traced from Santo Antonio do Madeira to the source of the Uruguatas an affluent of the Tapajós. Following on our voyage at 4 p.m., we sighted on the left bank the mouth of the Madrinha another affluent of the River Roosevelt, situated at 519.875 meters from the telegraph line. At this point where we saw it, this tributary has a width of 80 meters, and its waters in the rainy season can be navigated by canoes as far as the waterfalls further up on this river there are various rubber tappers establishments and the indians who inhabit same the urumis are good-natured and accept the society of the civilized people a little below the bar of the madyarinha there exists a waterfall called Infernayo, formed by an outcrop of granite there the canoes must be unloaded and the baggage transported by land to facilitate this operation there is at the upper part of the waterfall a store baraceo whose administrator had been a soldier further we found at this place a note from the engineer ignacio Morbeck, placing the latitude at eight degrees nineteen minutes twenty nine seconds and the longitude west of rio eighteen degrees twenty four minutes fifty eight seconds and 2 degrees, 35 minutes, 19 seconds from Maneos. Sextant and chronometer N 5.607 Casella. Our observations, however, registered the latitude as 8 degrees, 29 minutes, 27 seconds, 4, and for the longitude west of Rio, 17 degrees, 29 minutes, 39 seconds. We passed the night at the store called Infernaio, 523.325 meters from Paso da Telegrafica, as it was not possible to pass the canoes over on this same afternoon. At 11.30 on the morning of the 22nd, as the work of portaging the canoes was completed, we proceeded on our voyage from this point downward we had to struggle against important obstacles such as the gloria waterfall which demands a portage road to the extent of five to eight metres and also the inferninho waterfall but in spite of the fact that these obstacles were aggravated by the bad state of health of mr roosevelt who was scarcely able to stand up on his sick leg we were able to cover in four successive days marching till the afternoon of the twenty-fifth a distance of one two nine point three zero zero meters during this journey beyond the numerous feeders of lesser importance the river roosevelt receives by its left bank the waters of the Igarape machadinho and in its bed appears the porphyritic granite which forms the gloria waterfall a little below however orthogneiss is again found in the waterfalls respectively called carapaña and galinha these denominations date as far back as the first establishment of the rubber tappers on this river judging from the information collected by me at the barracayo carapaña the ascent beyond the point of the confluence of the former Castanja with the Arapuana commenced in eighteen seventy nine in this year raymondo gato the nigger whom i saw and heard in the above alluded to baracayo went with some companions as far as the waterfall of and during the whole of this journey he did not meet any other inhabitants except those belonging to the villages of the indians and even the name of Castanha was given to this river by the Campanero indians who are none other than the mondorussos after this period, the movement of invasion continued, new establishments of rubber tappers being formed more and more upriver, having come from Sierra, Piahui, Maranhão, and other places. Whilst the invaders progressed, the Indians were pushed back into the interior from some places they were expelled more violently than from others thus at the place where one to-day sees the village called terra preta there was a settlement belonging to the Matenois, which was destroyed some thirty years ago by a few people from the state of sierra the mention here of the name of the matanyoes tribe requires special explanation to elucidate the intermingling which exists between the inhabitants of the valley of the river roosevelt and those of the guiparaná and of the Igarape dos Marmeos. for this reason we must state that between the two first rivers the roosevelt rondon commission noted the existence of a range of mountains until then Unknown, the direction of which is southeast to northwest. It was this range of mountains which, cut by the course of the explored river, gave rise to the troublesome waterfalls called Paxeo, a name which we adopted to designate same amongst these ridges the most important is known by the name of serra da providencia in the slopes of which rise on the northern side the river marmeos a direct tributary of the Madeira, and on the east the madierinja an affluent already mentioned of the roosevelt in the western part of the basin of the river marmeos the parentintins indians live their villages extending toward the Guiparana, Paraná and are not far from the Madeira. A little further up we meet the Yurupas, the Ararunas, the Muras, the Turas, and the Matanyuas Indians. Still from the same ridges of the river Taruma, the waters of a feeder of the Gui descend, at the headwaters of which the Urumi Indians built their villages this geographical distribution and the contiguity of the territories determine the above-mentioned intermingling of the tribes inhabiting the valleys in question so the matanyuis extend from the roosevelt very far up the river and the yurumis possess villages at the headwaters of the madyarinha the indians which with their arrows on the sixteenth of march killed the dog lobo probably belonged to the first of these two tribes besides those which we have mentioned above the existence of a group in the river branco is further to be noted of which i did not succeed in obtaining any other notice beyond the fact that their arrows were badly made and therefore did not appear to be like those of the urumi indians who make them well finished and very artistically besides this they are brave warriors and hostileize the rubber tappers who endeavor to invade their domains finally in order to terminate the enumeration of the indians of the river roosevelt we must remember that from salto navete upwards until its highest headwaters the nambequaras live end of section 11